Eagles, you're listening to the Eagles Podcast Network. Welcome to episode three of NB on Air. I'm your host, Lena Kalanjian, and our guests today are three of the residential dorm prefects. Welcome to the show, Nikita, Lily, and Tien. This year, there are 292 boarding students from 29 different countries. The program has grown exponentially from its debut in 2001, when there were only 30 residential boarding students. The new International Village, which officially opened in August 2018, can house up to 500 students. Some of our NB faculty members have just recently moved in, and if you haven't gotten the chance to see inside yet, have one of the prefects take you on a tour. Some goals for the program that will hopefully be established within the next couple of years are intramural sports programs open to all students, weekend activities open to day students, and a residential life web portal for parents. Now let's welcome Lily, Tian, and Nikita. So my name is Tian, and I'm a senior, and I'm from Vietnam, and I have, this is my fourth year at North Broward, and I'm a member of the varsity cheer team, and I'm the president of the Wantis Business Club. Um, hi everyone, my name is Nikita. Uh, it's my senior year too, I'm from Ukraine. Um, Currently, I'm a swim team captain, a vice president of the Mass NHS, treasurer of DNHS, and I'm also involved in robotics. Hey guys, my name's Lily, and I'm from China. This is my fourth year, and now I'm a senior. I'm involved in the um, Mass Honor Society, the Mass Club, and I was in the varsity tennis and basketball team last year, and I'm also doing the APR, the art portfolio. Awesome. So can someone describe what exactly a prefect is and what are the some like some things that you do around the dorms? What are your responsibilities and how many prefects are there? So a prefect is basically to be simple, it's we're student ambassadors in the dorm for residential kids, for international kids specifically. And there are around twenty prefects ranging from sophomores to seniors and some of the responsibilities we have. Um, we help dorm parents and dorm students with assisting with whatever they need. For example, like we came one week earlier prior to school to help new students like orient like during orientation week. And we help dorm parents with waking up, telling students to go to sleep and clearing out the dorm in the morning. And basically we're the bridge between students and the residential administrators. What is the process to become a prefect? So for the process, we have to um, actually write a, a fill out the form about like what we are involved in the school, like different kinds of activities, and um, we have to have reasons to, for why we want to be a prefect, and of course like GPA and different uh, kind of organization and also like activities showing our leadership in school and um, yeah and then we have an interview with Mr. Saunders and Miss Eliana which is a um, admin of the residential program and yeah. What made each of you decide to apply to be a prefect? Well for me the main reason was because uh, prefects are pretty much the driving force in the dorms so we're the one who um, 
cause all the changes. Every Wednesday we have like this mandatory meeting um, where the administration comes, where we have a, a guy who teaches us how to be leaders, and that's where we discuss like all the plans, all the changes we want to implement. So that was the first reason for me. Also, it's just um, social socialization, like um, because you have to interact with so many kids, helping them out throughout the year. You find a lot of new friends from different countries, and we also have privileges in the <laughs> dorms, so um, that was also a factor. Um, senior dinners. Yeah, we have senior dinners mm -hmm. like every month. Uh, we're going out with administrations yes. and school pays. <laughs> um, we also have priorities when we want to sign out or like a trip. So if you want to go to Target, sometimes you have to wait for a trip. We can create our own trip and they take us. I mean, they usually take other students too if they create the trip, but for us, we have a priorities. And we also get community service hours. Yeah. They're and more also flexible for us. Yeah, yeah and they're more flexible. last year, I think they went to Universal or Disney. Yeah, we have trips like every yeah. month. Like we have dinners every month. And with just the prefects? Yeah, with just yeah. the prefects. Mm -hmm. Oh, for me, I decided <laughs> to become a prefect because, well, during my first year here was when I was a freshman and I was the, only new Vietnamese girl and there were like other two Vietnamese students in the dorm and it was hard because there was like there wasn't that much of a support from like from your home country like from your people like because there are like a lot of other countries but like there are only three of us and it was hard for me during the first month that I miss home a lot and there wasn't a Vietnamese prefect to help me there so I thought it would be really nice to have for me to become one to help upcoming like Vietnamese students. And for me, I didn't decide to apply to uh, to be a prefect until um, the like the end of last junior year. And um, I just decided to do that because I feel like um, I didn't have maybe a lot of things to do in my senior year and I just wanna like maybe uh, help as much I can, as I can to the new students that come in because I stay here for like the four years and I know how the residential program work. Um, it's just good to if I can help the new student. That's great. So since you guys obviously know a lot about the residential program and you've been, and you've been here for such a long time, we're going to start to talk more about what it's like to be a residential student. So. What do you enjoy most, firstly, about being a residential student? Mm, I like the fact that all of my friends are next door, and the dorm parents, like, they're, they become your best friends, of course, if you're social. <laughs> so, like, it's just fun to hang out with them. So, staying here for four years, I enjoy the most. Like, I like loud places, so, of course, I enjoy being in a dorm because there are, it's always loud, there are always people, people and... You get to learn about other cultures too. Like I get, like I can, like I can somewhat know whenever like the Chinese people in the dorm are talking. Like I can kind of mm -hmm. get a little bit. Like even though I don't speak Chinese, but you you still get what the sense of what they're talking about. So and then you learn about their culture. They share their food. It's really fun. Yeah, I think it's same for me. Like I just enjoy living with a lot of people and. You just have your friends like in your room or next door, which is like really nice. And yeah, and you can like study together or like uh, have fun together. 
What made you decide to become a boarding student in the United States? Like, what made you decide to move here and go to school here? And how did you feel at first when you first came here? For me, it was a completely spontaneous decision, to be honest. It was just my dad randomly asked me if I wanted to move to the U.S., <laughs> like, to finish my high school. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then, like, five months after I was on the plane, I was like, wow. Okay, that's interesting. <laughs> uh, when I came here, I don't know, I was pretty hyped, if I can say that. Um, I was just, you know, grinding in academics, doing schoolwork, all of that stuff. I wasn't hanging out a lot. So for me, my first year was pretty much just studying. And it's just second year where I actually started to like meeting people, going out, um, learning more about this country. So yeah, that was my experience. <laughs> Um, pretty much the same reason as Nikita. One day, my I came back from school. My mom asked if I want to study in the U.S. I was I was like, okay, sure, why not? Something new. And yeah, three months later, I was on the plane. And when I first moved here, it wasn't that nice because, of course, I'm like a Vietnamese girl. I was so I was I'm younger than all the people in my grade. So I'm supposed, I was supposed to be in middle school, but I was a freshman. And it was hard since you don't speak native here. And then the English that you use to communicate with your peers in Vietnam is different from the English that they use here. Like the topics, like sometimes you talk about the Super Bowl and I have no idea what that was. And, but like after, of course it gets better. Like you get, you, get, you make more friends, you join more stuff at school. And then yeah, it just got better from that. Yeah, and for me, um, my mom, like my parents actually um, talk about it with me for several times and I was kind of like refused at first and then <laughs> after they just say it to me a lot of time, I feel like, yeah, I, pro I can probably try and I have a friend who is like, who was studying abroad, like in England and she told me about how like different things are happening around her and I just feel excited about it. So. Like when the time my mom asked me again, I just say yes, I'll try. And then I took the, I think it's a junior TOEFL test, which the school required for different uh, different native uh, language. And then for the first year coming here, um, although I have like a pretty good English grades in my old school, but the English they're talking about here is like just completely different. They're not useful at all. So. Um, for the first year, like the first couple months is pretty much a struggle for me and I've just to like kind of try to speak more and just try to learn more things as I can and I got improvement like throughout the three years, four years study here. And I'm just curious, is it difficult having all your classes be taught, or at first was it difficult to have them all taught in English, like translating it to like what your native language is and, and translating it back to do the work and like how was that like adjusting to to being surrounded in, in English when you, you'd never really mm. like been immersed like that before? Um, yeah of course it was hard it was not hard because of the, the knowledge and the language like the knowledge itself but because of the language like for example I was in Ashra 2 honors when I first came here and the math was not hard at all, but I could not pick up a single word my teacher said in class because of the different use of English. But like, you just have to try and try to understand it, and then things will get better. 
Yeah, I use translators at all. Uh, like at first, at the beginning, when I was trying to write something, and then for the questions they asked me, I I put it in, uh, I copy and paste it in the translator, and just to <laughs> translate into Chinese, and then that's the way I write in Chinese too, and then I translate to English so that it kind of makes sense for myself, and I just start gradually do not use translator. I don't know. For me, listening was not an issue at all. Like I understood everything, reading same, but writing writing is still an issue, like a big issue, especially the college essays. Sometimes when I have to write like a four hundred word prompt, like the other day I had a deadline. I spent like five hours writing my personal prompt, and I still had to go and fix it with my English teacher because I had a lot of like grammar mistakes, and weird wording, and stuff like that.、Um, and speaking part. Yeah, the the biggest issue for me was speaking because in my previous school I was like kind of a leader of the pack. I was talking a lot with teachers, students everywhere, and here I wasn't even able to like join a discussion because the pace was so fast. Like I could have come with like a funny joke or something, but <laughs> a minute after we passed that point, so yeah, that was humiliating. <laughs> um, what is Your favorite thing to do outside of school, because I know you guys go on like trips and all kinds of stuff like that. So, what's your favorite thing to do outside of school, or like what's what's your favorite trip that you've been on so far? Evacuation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. It was pretty fun. We went to Georgia Tech, <laughs> and I don't know about the girls. Like we were in、oh, a separate hotel. It was the hurricane. Yeah, it was the hurricane evacuation.、Oh. Um, and like I enjoyed it a lot. So one of my favorite trips, aside from like the normal like excursions, that's a memeing word, <laughs> um, um, are like the Thanksgiving trip from last year with the school. So we went to Clearwater Beach and we stayed in a hotel with、um, two of our other sister school, the Village and Windermere. And we won and them in a tug war. We won them in tug of war. Yeah. It was fun because you get to meet other students. From our sister school, and it was really fun. There wasn't that much stuff to do at the hotel because we weren't, we weren't really allowed to leave a lot. So we stayed in the hotel and we socialized, and I made a lot of friends. And still, like I'm friends with those kids from those other schools. So it's really nice. So you've talked about like moving to Florida and how you felt. You were all pretty much excited, but how have you adjusted to actually living in Florida? It's too hot in here. <laughs> yeah, it's so different. Like it took me two minutes to go from the learning commons to the college advising, and I was sweating. Like it's just not okay. <laughs> But the iguanas are cool. <laughs> I love them. Um. So I come from a really. I come from Vietnam, and we're pretty close to the equator. So there's not the temperature and everything is not much of a difference because in my city it's sunny like every day, three hundred sixty-five days a year, and it wasn't hard adjusting to it that much. For me, for my hometown, cause I'm from the middle of China, called Xi'an. The city is called Xi'an, and then、um, we have like distinguished for seasons, which、um, for the summer is like the same temperature here, and then for the winter it's gonna be like negative Celsius degrees. So, right, it's I just freezing. Don't, yeah, I don't like enjoying the weather here. It gets kind of cold here sometimes. It's absolutely like, not. Like January. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's like sixty degrees. <laughs> really, <laughs> it's cool. It's not cold. So, what's your favorite thing about living in Florida? 
Um, one of my favorite things about living here is that we're pretty close to Miami. And before coming to Florida, I have no idea like how Hispanic people, like how Spanish people act and their culture and stuff. I go to Miami like during the weekend sometimes and like I absolutely, I did not know that I would love their music so much even though I don't understand anything. But I just love the culture and that even their accent, their voice, and like I would love to learn Spanish. It's like one of my favorite things moving here. Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're just like so close to Orlando, which they have like the biggest Disneyland and right. the Universal. I just enjoy going there like every single year for the spring break, and uh, I'll definitely go again for the spring break to the Disneyland. Yeah. Well, I usually sign out with like my like day students friends mm. or like because my sister goes to FIU so she's like oh. right there but um, sometimes they take you to like Miami Heat games and like concerts sometimes they buy you like concert tickets which are really nice and there are like events in Miami that they buy tickets for you and they take you there it's really nice are are those trips open to day students I'm just curious like the spring break ones. Mm. Yo, that's actually a good yeah, idea. Yeah, request and then they'll give you like, we should like do that. how much like, you should pay to mm. get a loan. Yeah, you obviously have yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, it's they very, will it's have possible. to pay extra, but it's possible. Yeah, I think we can make it happen. Yeah, it's not impossible. Yeah. How have you seen the residential program grow over time and change since when you came here? Well, I just came here last year, so I can't say I saw a lot of changes, but comparing to last year, um we were able to change some rules that were like way too strict. We, we had to be back in the dorms by 10 usually and then even on the weekend lights out were at 11. Uh, now on the weekend there is no such thing as lights out and um, Friday and Saturday we can come back by 11 but it's only for seniors. Um, one of the biggest things that I've seen is of course, the dorm and new building. Mm -hmm. I right. was there when, the the, when there were two campuses, one in Coral Springs. I lived in Coral Springs two years. And there were, there were a dorm here, too. They, they called it portables because they were small. We called it shoe boxes. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it definitely like, like a huge change to the dorm. That's one of the biggest things. The dorm yeah. is, the International Village is beautiful. I went inside. It's like a hotel. It is. And we have more activities about, oh, uh, with day students actually. Um, a back to school party, school party and what else? Halloween oh, yeah. We can actually have fun with day students, so we're having like more. And also, Uber. Yeah. This year, seniors are allowed to uh, use Uber. Really? Yes. I, I didn't know, I did that. know that. Well, now you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're allowed to use, like, it was a big thing. Last year, we weren't allowed to use Uber. But this year it's it's technically legal, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the meaning. Are there any um, improvements that you'd like to see in the residential program? Well, third floor is awesome. <laughs> uh, I can't really complain. Like the only thing I actually I would love to see is the water fountains outside of the kitchen. The issue is that after 10.30, they close the kitchen, so you're, you can't access water. Um, yeah, that's kind of annoying, but everything else seems fine. Yeah. It's like little stuff, it's not anything. Yeah, it's just minor things. Mm -hmm.
Interesting. <laughs> um, what what can day students do to get involved in residential life, like the trips and things like that? And is there anything upcoming? Like I know Halloween Horror Nights is this weekend. Yeah, Halloween Horror. But um, anything else that students day students can get involved in? I mean, we're this year. It's the first year that we're collaborating with the student government to create more activities where. Uh, day students can come and where dorm students can like per help with organizing different events on campus um, yeah the closest one is the Halloween Horror Night the last one was what the back to school party um, and yeah so far it's all we have but we have the next meeting when, not this Wednesday yeah next Wednesday so I think we're gonna be discussing new activities we also go to hockey games. I think that if there are slots available, I've seen from past years where day students actually sign up for those trips and they go with us like on those games, so maybe that. Or if you just have a, like if you're a day student and you have a friend from the dorms, you can sign yeah. him or her out and you Very just go. Of course, just sign your residential <laughs> student friends out of the dorm. We also have like game rooms in the dorm, like pool, and ping pong that a lot of day students, I see a lot of day students this year like coming after school to the dorm to like hang with us, to like play games and then that's that's a good way to make new friends too. And if you have a group project, like sometimes it's like dorms are amazing. We have a huge study room on the third floor. So you're welcome to come and work with your peers. It will be much more productive than just texting via emails or like Skype or whatever you guys are using. Um, and what's something about the residential program that you don't think most day students know about? I just feel like day students consider like this residential program to be something separate. Not all of them, obviously, but a lot of day students, they just don't even consider the dorms as like a part of the school. It's just something out there. But like we are here, we're literally at school. So um, just come hang out find your friends i'm sure like in your classes you have at least one residential kid if not more so just talk to them and i don't know come visit the dorms i know a lot of day students that think that well, we're not allowed to do a lot of things in the dorm like we are like some like some of my day students friends didn't know that didn't even know that they can sign me out and they can drive me to places yes you can sign us out and you, you can even send us out overnight to have a sleepover. <laughs> like, like we can't do those stuff. Like, like if you initiate it, like it all can happen, and you can suggest stuff, and we can make it happen. Yeah, maybe it's harder for freshmen or sophomores, but juniors and seniors. Yeah, like, like if you drive, you can just come in with a license, and we we have permission. You can just sign us out of the dorm. Yeah, and the sign out process is pretty easy. From your side, all it takes is just to come into the dorms. Show your driving license on the front desk so that they know whom to contact in case of like emergency or whatever. And that's it. And that's all we have for episode three of NV on Air. Thank you again to Lily, Tian, and Nikita for being guests on today's show. If you would like to get involved in residential activities, email residentialprefects at mymbps.org or you can contact Mr. Jonathan Hen or Mr. Kervin Saunders. Keep your eyes out for more fun events throughout the year that you can participate in. 
Tune in for the next episode featuring cast members of the upper school musical City of Angels. The musical is showing at the Township Theater in Coconut Creek this Friday the 18th and Saturday the 19th. To keep up with all things student government, give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at mbstugov. And please always feel free to reach out to us to share your ideas, whether it be on social media or in person. If you're interested in recording your own podcast, contact Mr. Greco at vincenzo.greco at mbps.org or contact Ms. Rogers to contribute to the podcast section of the Brainwash release. You're listening to the Eagles Podcast Network. Have a great day and go Eagles!